welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric. And I'm Michael. Today we have on Peter Wells, who is the founder and CEO of Dragon Slayer Travel. Now, Dragon Slayer, coolest name for a business I've ever heard. Ever. What, what made you think of Dragon Slayer? And oh, what does that I have mean, to do with travel? I know. Well, a couple things. <laughs> I'll get to the how does it fit in travel, but we were uh, binge watching Game of Thrones a couple years ago. And I had to come up with a name that wasn't travel.com or travelconcierge.com, some lame name. And I come from the tech industry and there's cool names like Apple, Google. Monster, so I said, right. Yeah, you know, how about be a dragon slayer? And we were watching like season six. And all of a sudden we get into season seven when the dragons become pets. And I'm like, oh, dragon slayer is going to be a bad term. Well, I got to get this thing right. But it ended up being the dragons were bad. So slaying dragons isn't a bad idea. That's, that's we love that. We love that. Incredible. We have different company names and we always kind of think like outside the box, like we were, we were trying to start a production company and we came up with the, like literally we go to like a random name generator and we came up with like original asteroid has nothing yeah. to do with anything. And I feel like those are the greatest brands in the world because what does Apple really have to do with computers? You know, nothing, nothing. but nothing. they made it. So, and that's, that's, that's the most amazing part. So explain to us. I gotta. I want to interrupt you okay. before, real quick, Eric. To me, you know, I'm a I'm a writer, okay, and like I have, I find meaning behind words. To me, Dragon Slayer is something. Um, you know, y your your company says whether a place is safe to go or not. The the the, the unsafe cities are that dragon, and you know, <laughs> you are going to. I don't know if I'm off base here, but like you're going to slay the dragon on your next vacation, whether that's in Las Vegas or Toronto or the, or the Carolinas. You know, I, I think, the, I think the name stands for not just something at game of Thrones, which by the way, you know, I don't want to talk about me on this podcast. I binge watch in two months, um, yeah. all, all eight seasons. And, um, thank God I didn't waste eight <laughs> years of my life on that show because it was amazing <laughs> for the first seven seasons until that last season. I was like, thank God I didn't, you know, but anyway, I digress. Um, but, so, so, but Michael, you're, you're spot on because the original version of Dragon Slayer was to try and find these epic journeys that were hard to find. Learn to be a submarine captain in St. Thomas. You can do that. So cool. um, drive a different exotic car every day in the south of France. You can do that. Or drive a Formula One, a real Formula One car in Dubai. Uh, go if you're going to go to Antarctica. Go on the ship that has a helicopter that flies you into the continent, so you aren't just doing zodiac boats. I mean, those were the things I was trying to slay, is because the internet became has become a beast. And I, I get it about you know the online travel agencies and how they're you know saying, oh, we'll get you a really cheap deal to Cancun. Been there, done that. I don't right. need to do that now. I want to wash a orphaned elephant in Myanmar or something like that. Those are hard to find. That was the dragon we were trying to slay. And now with the COVID-19 pandemic, um, we're pivoting to exactly what you said, to try and find, help people find those places that are safer to travel. Nothing's ever 100% safe, let's be sure. honest. But it's trying to find those places that are uh, like Bermuda, that's had 168 cases of COVID, which is like one hour in Miami of, of COVID right. cases, right? So, right. There, there, you know, that is, we are slaying the COVID dragon. How do you determine whether a place is safe or not? Great. Uh, so what we do is we do a relative scale and we look at 
trending number of cases, trending number of, of deaths, unfortunately, how well they're doing with testing, and a number of other parameters, and we use an algorithm that, frankly, has been proven to be very resilient. It's a forward-looking algorithm. If, 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 that's sometimes hard to imagine, but like when Hawaii was having their spike you know, a couple weeks ago, suddenly Hawaii went from like a 90 down to a 26, and people were like, I, but all of a sudden you heard Hawaii start saying, we're going to be uh, you know, closing down inner, right. uh, inner island travel and things like that here. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah, Mike, if you want to go, <laughs> you go that again, that was yeah. actually pretty funny. <laughs> wow. so go ahead, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So what is, the, more. what is, what is the safety rank? And like, you, you can see here, like Aruba is ranked Ooh, Eric, 96. We should, we should go to Aruba, bro. We should. Wow. And then, but like, if you see here, New York is ranked 66. I mean, at the time of this screenshot. Right. So whenever that was, right. so like, what is this, what, what does all this stuff mean? It's really interesting. It, it, it's a good question. And so what, um, what Maybe. I find is, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm looking at something and there's places that say really safe, really unsafe and moderate, I don't know what to do with that. Right. But I think in our minds, we can deal with numbers better. Sure. Um, you know, if, if you say it's hot outside, Okay, what's hot? You say it's 104. You know that's really hot. We can we can our, we we grasp numbers better. So the numbering system from one to 100 was really designed to help people on their own decide. Hey, green means it's 75 or above. Yellow, okay, you're in that 50 to 66. But if you see that the best right now in the U.S. might be Connecticut at a 71 and New York's at a 66. Hey. New York actually is a pretty safe place to go if you want to go versus Texas. I hate to pick on my friends in Texas, but you know, they, they're at a 26. So it's really designed to be a relative scale to help people feel for themselves with their own risk tolerance level, what it would feel like to go to a place that's scoring a 92 like Aruba. So is there any human like curation behind this or is it all done through analytics? So the, the numbers themselves are just a pure analytical. We update it daily with all the new, we munge all the data together. So that's just analytical. All the other information about, is there a curfew? What restaurants are open? Or can you even dine in? Or do you just have to take out the food? I mean, a lot of people have to consider, you get to this great destination and everything's shut down. Like right now, Puerto Rico shut down. You can go to Puerto Rico, but you know they have a full curfew every night. Sunday, everything's closed, including liquor stores, bars, restaurants, nightclubs. So forget Sunday, it then. forget yeah, it. Well, unless you're, you know, really religious and just want to spend all day in church or something, um, even the beaches are closed. So it, you, it, 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 it's, it's difficult for people to try and figure out number one, where is it safe to go, and then the human point to your, uh, to your point, Eric, the human aspect is to make sure we have most up-to-date content in the app so people can make an informed decision. Peter, do you think this is going to be irrelevant once a vaccine is out and everything's just yeah. at 100%? Well, if, good question. Um, first, when that vaccine comes out, we're all reading about it. It's going to be two shots. They're going to start with the first responders and the, uh, those at health risk. And it's going to take a while before the, everyone gets vaccinated. It's right. going to take at least. But I think that people are going to be far more attuned what is safe travel really mean? I think we're all right. going to be imprinted with this, not a fear factor, but just more awareness. Like, are there neighborhoods that are safer than other neighborhoods? We all know in our hometowns, there's places, I used to live in Manhattan. I know there's places I wouldn't go after, after dark, but there's right. places that are totally safe after dark. 
So it's, it's being able to be a platform that will, we're going to move beyond COVID, all of us, the whole world will, and so will the app. And it'll help find great places to travel as well as safer destinations. How quickly were you able to build this? Because like COVID's relatively new. And I mean, yeah. you know, we spoke two or three weeks ago when we, when we, when I, when we originally, you know, got connected. So how long did it actually take to build out this software? Yeah. And, and so let me just roll back a little bit before that, because March and April were, and early April were dark weeks for anyone in the travel industry. Yes. I, yeah. I had launched my app in December of last year and it was going great and then slammed the door. And so it was uh, some dark days of sort of thinking about what do you do? And I just had to think about my background in tech and in tech disruption is the name of the game. That's where innovation comes from. I'm sure Nokia never thought a buttonless phone would wipe them off the planet, right? Or, from, or from, Blockbuster with Netflix. Right. Or Netflix. Someone's going to send me a DVD. Remember how they started? They were sending them Netflix. in the, right? Yes. And people, they probably went, ha, I got all these stores. There's no way they're going to look what happened, right? right? And so disruption, I said, this is the mother of all disruptions in our lifetime. And there's got to be opportunity. And I, I thought, to myself, what would get me back on an airplane? And so I started thinking about testing protocols and information sources. And interesting to note, when countries started to open up in July, right about the 1st of July, countries were kind of saying, because a lot of these countries like Aruba and Bermuda and Tahiti are dependent upon the, you know, their, their tourism business. And they have to open up, otherwise they're going to go under. And they did it some with testing and some without. And now what you're seeing is a multi-test protocol being the gold standard at minimum of two. And I know it's hard on our nasal passages, but imagine you get on a plane going to Bermuda from, from Newark or LaGuardia or wherever you, or JFK, and you're flying on a plane full of people who all have been tested negative. I mean, you're going to wear your mask, but then you get to Bermuda and there's 168 cases. You can actually have a real vacation. Um, so, so the point is it, it, it was, first of all, thinking about what I needed to build and the actual process of building it to answer your question, Eric, was a, a couple of months in the making. We wanted to get it right into an app. Um, but what we're realizing now is the people who are most interested in this information are travel agents. And I know you guys are, are talking to travel agents and travel agents are, you know, God bless them. We're all trying to make our way when the world is shutting down but we believe that by helping travel agents with the right information they're going to be able to help serve their clients and those clients will start traveling internationally and we'll get this whole rising tide lifts all boats effect so we are putting out both mobile apps which are available except for the the uh, i you know we're on android right now so anyone who has a samsung phone please go to google play and download it uh, the, the web app, that means a desktop because that is what travel agents do. They sit in front of these multi-screen setups. Yep. They want that web app. We'll have that out in the next couple of weeks. That's incredible. That's great. You, you say you were in tech. Uh, you know, Take us back to yeah, like, the beginning of your, uh, you, you're a, you're of your professional journey. Yeah. You're, Sil you're a Silicon Valley guy? Silicon Valley. I was um, you know, CU Buffs. Uh, guy and and went into telecommunications when I wasn't even quite sure what that master's degree would be and got into it right at the point when the internet was blossoming in the early 90s 
And I was fortunate enough to get on board with Cisco Systems, and they were at the heart of this with their switches and routers and IP telephony. And I had a great career for a couple for 20 years with Cisco, and I thank them for all that they've done for me. And and they helped. Uh, I always loved to travel as a kid. My parents were big travelers, but uh, more to the point, I traveled a lot when I was in business, just for business, but also for pleasure. And that's what got me thinking about how do I take what I know about travel and bring that in, uh, I'm sorry, in tech and bring it to travel so that we can really, because right now, other than the online travel agencies, and we all know how to use any of those platforms, and they're very effective, but to find something unique, that's where I was going. So it was a long, uh, you know, my career took me from from the East Coast, I, I live in Colorado, but from the East Coast to the West Coast, Silicon Valley, back to the East Coast, New York City, to uh, lower Manhattan when the plane started flying into buildings, and that was uh, my signal to head back to Colorado. So question, as far as the original intended app where you can give people experiences when they, when they travel, right. is that a technology play or is that like, how do you curate that stuff? Because that seems like, you know, very nuanced as to what people it is. are looking for. Well, let me give you an example because um, uh, Julie, who is my partner and we travel all the time. And what I've noticed is there were things that we really liked doing together. And then she was always leaning on, well, can't we get a couple of days on the beach? And I was like, I just want to keep moving. And so what we did with that app, and we have not sunsetted that app, that app is coming back and the functionality for the traveler. We use analytics to understand what your travel persona is. So okay. uh, for me, I'm active adventure, right? I'm just one of those guys, my bucket list can't, you know, just forever. And I love getting on, being in crazy places, doing crazy things. Hers is adventure chill. So what she wants to do, she loves going on a safari, but she also wants three days on the beach to digest, digest that whole experience. And we've learned to kind of manage it the other. So it's active or adventure or chill, or you can be cultural, someone who really likes the, the history and, and we're all a combination thereof, but we used and we use analytics to understand your traveler persona and then start matching just like Netflix back to what we were talking about, Michael with, with Netflix, but Netflix uses algorithms to make smart recommendations. That's what the app does. It makes smart recommendations out of a database of thousands of these really unique experiences, not to say, Hey, your next trip should be in Patagonia, but to say, if you go to Patagonia and you may be thinking about that, Here's how I think you and your traveling companion might want to go. How, so like what, what were the most popular things to do? Like riding, you know, motorcycles in Monaco, like riding what, a humpback whale, <laughs> yeah. riding a humpback whale in, in, in the Pacific Ocean. I hope there's somewhere that does that. I'm yeah, going to yeah. have to go look that one up. I mean, when you said like, when you said like pilot, is, latched when, on. When, you said, um, when you said pilot a submarine, I mean, like, I never even ring, thought yeah. about this. I never even thought about this. You know, so what were like the, what were the top five? I'm a big list guy. If you can even go top 10, what were the top five, like, things that everybody was doing that wants to do? Oh, man. And have you done any of them? So, but, Europe. I mean, number one, especially from the East Coast. Yeah, uh, that's, it's a fair point. Um, the, the number one thing is go to Europe, but people want to go to Europe differently. If, if you just, it's hard to kind of roll back the clock and imagine what it was like in Europe a year ago, but the term mass tourism was really 
what everyone was talking about. St. Mark's Square was just getting crushed. Rome was getting crushed. And people were like, I want to get off the beaten track. So people wanted to do Europe differently, meaning I want to go to Sardinia and I want to experience a part of Italy that I've never been to. So number one, people love Europe. Americans love Europe. But Europe with a twist, I would say, is number one. Number two, I'm telling you, Africa, safaris, people want to have that experience. It's a family trip, multi-generational. You can have grandparents and their grandkids and the family all experiencing this, and they all have this sort of shared experience. But I've seen um, the ups, uh, uptick of, of safaris. Um, you know, you, you can't talk about travel without talking about cruising of some sort. But these mega ships are giving way for the more discerning travelers to these smaller one, 200 um, per passenger ships, or even what they're calling yachts. Uh, some of the luxury brands were putting out their own, you know, 100 person yachts, but it was more of a yacht experience where you had the toys off the back and we all watch below deck. So, you know, that kind of thing, but on a larger before you, format. Before you continue, you're, uh, you're very grainy, your picture. I mean, we could hear you clearly. We could hear you perfectly. But I don't know if you want to move your laptop around. It's very, like, boxy. Eric, do you see that, too, or that's just my computer? Um, it, it's it's a little boxy, but it may be fine on the on the recording. On the main co yeah. recording? Okay. Yeah, so we should, we should be yeah. okay. It looks. It, yeah, it, it just got. It just got better now. So yeah, right. I'm not as boxy as I look to the audience. It looks better now. I mean, you're now. you're you're seriously getting me. I mean, you're getting me excited to travel again because you know, like the last. Well, Eric, I want to hear the last two. Well, the, yeah, it was well like, hold on. You know, like yeah. there, there's hope. You know what I mean? So yeah. don't don't give up on the original intent of Dragon Slayer because I think there's going yeah. to be a ton of pent up demand where people are going to say, you know, yeah, we're going on a safari. Yeah, we're going to go to Europe and we're going to go off the beaten path. And I feel like you guys, above all else, you're doing a really good service to the public where you're giving them these types of options. Kudos to yeah. you for, for, for creating that. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And, you know, what I'm hoping is that when people do choose to travel again, and some people are going to wait until there's a vaccine. I get that. They may have health conditions. or, But there are people that are like, I'll go to Afghanistan tomorrow, you know, right. wear a MAGA hat or whatever. <laughs> they, they're fearless, right? They'll just go wherever. And, um, you know, I think when people, I hope that when people come back to travel, they're going to do so with intent and experiential intent. And so to round out the list, Michael um, and Eric is, you know, Southeast Asia. Um, a lot of people think about Thailand and that's a fabulous location, but Vietnam is one of the most epic spectacular place we've been there twice north vietnam i can't recommend enough wow. the experience of the food the french influence blended with um and the war back in the vietnam war left the north relatively untouched it's magnificent the people are wonderful it's inexpensive and it's it's beautiful um number five i would say is actually um south america we were seeing a real uptick in colombia cruises these really cool cruises on um the amazon going into wow. the jungles not having to like claw your way through and hack but actually being on a really really nice small format ship with teak floors and that sort of thing and then being able to go into the jungle so, with guides so, and come back so wait on the app was it did you actually have a booking platform or did you have like a concierge taking it to care of this for them concierge. so you had booking people to take care of it yeah because right. it, 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 when you get to these kind of tr journeys, you know, people are going to say, hey, I want to talk to somebody. I, I, I find it hard to imagine someone's going to book a trip to Antarctica 
um, through an app. I mean, you could if you and some people who have gone before know exactly what they want. They know exactly which ship they want to go on and they're going to go with that provider. But there's actually almost 40 ships, at least before COVID, that went to Antarctica for um, for travel. And, and you know, you could go anywhere from a retired uh, research ship from the 70s to these brand new ships with helicopters and submersibles. So cool. So, I got to tell right. you, and I, I was, I still am, God rest his soul, a huge Anthony Bourdain fan. Mm. Anthony Bourdain opened opened my world up to travel. We used to we took a cruise. We took a European cruise when I was graduated high school, and we went to all these different countries. We, we landed in in London. We went to Paris. We went to uh, you know Africa. We went to um, South of France. And my dad told every uh, driver that was taking us in the city. Uh, take us to your local place. Don't take us to take Plan- us to where take us to where yeah. you eat. And he's like, if I see a tour, if I see a touring coach, he's like, you're not getting a tip. Right. He, you know, I'm like, <laughs> right. Like, don't take us to yeah. Planet Hollywood, yeah. Lisbon. Right. Like, don't take us to Hard Rock Cafe yeah. in Rome. Like, take us to your local place that you would take your wife. So we we were eating in these places, and then Anthony Bourdain kind of made that popular. Right. That Anthony Bourdain brought to light to go to Southeast Asia and eat foe in yeah. southeast asia but you're you're taking it even a step further that that's so accessible yeah. to anyone now i want to go to egypt i want to see the pyramids before i die that is on my bucket list have you have you done that yeah i did back when i was in college and um it was back in the day when it was a little more wild wild west we actually stayed with a guy who said just he opened his home to us i was traveling with a buddy and we stayed at the pyramids and I actually got to climb the pyramids and watch oh the sunrise God. from the top of the pyramids. And I, you know, the, the Arabian horses are so magnificent and you can rent a horse, right? Cause Cairo is right on the edge of the desert and right. you rent a horse and you can ride to some of these other pyramids that people don't know about. Please do that. I mean, the camel thing is great, but ride the Arabian horses on the desert. It's just, you know, do you offer that, you know, you know it's amazing. That? Hang on, Art. Do you, yeah. you offer an, uh, like an Egyptian pyramid thing? Sure. We we yeah. A lot of what we did was custom, but absolutely. Don't just do the typical. You know, do the tour and then go down uh, to the Aswan and 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 the Valley of the uh, of the Queens. And I mean, that's beautiful and everything. But there's a very set kind of tour that ninety percent right. of people do. Go off the beat. We're very. I'm. I love off the beaten track, and that's. But you know. You know what's amazing. so amazing about this is it's like incredible. it's so easy to lose sight of what life is all about, mm-hmm. and travel is such a huge part of who we are as a species of experiencing new things, meeting new people, going new places. Like, you know, our father died in 2018, and mm-hmm. he could. You know, when you when you die, you don't take anything with you, right? No doesn't matter what you buy doesn't matter what you accumulated doesn't matter how much money you made or how little you made it's the but experience on, you've had on your, your on life. your deathbed it's it's what experiences you had in your deathbed and not saying being a homebody there's nothing wrong with that but man traveling and expanding your horizons you are a changed person when you go and see the the pyramids in Egypt or when you go for a tour on Amazon that you know, it's 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 like kind of making me verklempt because because things have changed so much, yeah. you know. Like I, it's people are gonna. And I, I'll add something to it, Eric. I think also the people you meet and fellow travelers, we bonded. We have friends for life that we've met on trips because you're in that special place. I think people are gonna crave 
the, you know, maybe an even small group travel where you're traveling with like-minded uh, travelers just because we haven't been social beings for the last six months and maybe for another six months. I, I know I crave that. Right. Yes. What were your top five experiences for yourself personally? I mean, you seem like a really well-rounded guy. You're a guy. guy. Yeah, I am a lift guy. guy. I am. <laughs> yeah. But like, um, the, where have you gone that that you will take to the grave with you knowing that right. it was an experience that, that not many people on planet Earth have done? So I loved um, the, the, the pyramid experience was just, I mean, on my it list. was epic. Um, we were in Myanmar. And we went to an elephant retirement and orphan camp where they come in, they educate you about how elephants live. And these elephants get to uh, forage all night. And then the mahuts bring them into the camp in the mid morning. You get to feed them pumpkins. And believe it or not, it's like crack. I mean, they just love pumpkins. So you're, you're getting to feed these animals right up close. And they're such a beautiful uh, being. And then they have a, a river that runs, a small river that runs through the property and they bring them over and you never ride the, the elephants, only the mahuts. And they come down to the, to, to, to the river and they kneel in the water and they give you a big um, acacia branch and it's like a loofah. And it, you know, you rub on their back God. and the elephants go like this. I mean, it's literally like you're giving a massage and I've got this picture of Julie with um, an elephant named Tumama and I swear she's smiling. The elephant That's is smiling. Amazing. Certainly Julie's smiling. That to me, I still get goosebumps. I, I, I'm going to take that one to my grave for sure. Um, I just want to mention, think... I just want to mention Eric and I, uh, we took our families to Norway and mm. um, we, uh, we met Anna and Elsa and we rode the frozen ride at Epcot. So it, it really <laughs> and truly like, it's not so much like Myanmar in, in that respect, but yeah, we're but more close. We're and more. We, we're more we went, to, we, we're more, we went we, to the top of the Eiffel Tower in, in Vegas. In Vegas. We, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. And, you know, we're, we're kind of <laughs> fake travelers. <laughs> you know, like we like we have a, we have asthma. We have allergies. Right. So you it, know. it is scary as someone who you know, I'm allergic to a lot of different foods and our both mm. of Eric and my our children are allergic to a lot of foods. And we would be scared to go to Vietnam with them. To, you know, we would be scared to go and try the local foods there because everything could be made with peanuts or something. And yeah. you know, my, my kids can't eat. But that. you know, there's no saying that you can't go to the Grand Canyon and have an amazing experience. And, you know, there's so many places to go and there's so many things to experience. Yeah. You know, go to you know, go to Washington, D.C. You know, there's I was I'm sure there's an, there's, yep. there's an adventure that there's an adventure that can happen anywhere. And I, I, on that note, I, I, I should give a shout out to the U.S. There's um, uh, if, you, if you've never been to Yosemite. Yosemite is breathtaking. It's like a, a natural cathedral with the, you know, these 5,000 foot granite walls and wow. uh, stay at the Awani, which is magnificent old wooden hotel in the park. You have to probably get it a year in advance to get uh, a reservation, but highly recommend hiking and staying at the Awani, hiking in Yosemite, staying at the Awani. That's you, can't, of, you can't zoom Yosemite Park. No. You know what I mean? Like you no. can't that's, zoom, that's you can't, you can't zoom Vietnam. You can't zoom these experiences. And I yeah. think it's so easy to get caught up in it because that's, that's the hot trend now. But eventually this, this does not feed your soul. You know, this, yeah. this, while this is a great interview, it would have been so much cooler if you were in our studio and we I were know. able to actually go out to lunch with you afterwards. And yeah. like, that's what, that's what human connection is all about. You can't zoom these experiences. The, the last four, you, so the Myanmar thing with the elephants sounds insane. I mean, 
I, I don't even know how you can even say like, I want to go do that. Right. Nice. Like right now I'm just trying to get my kids back to LA or Vegas or something yeah. just or to school or to school schools next yeah. week. So there's so many. Um, so I talked about, uh, uh, I think Yosemite is spectacular. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to also give a shout out to Colorado. Aspen is one of the most beautiful places to ski the summers are they we have a saying people come for the winters but they stay for the summers the summers are cool and beautiful and the skiing is some of the best and i think it's the best skiing in the world in aspen so yeah. i you know we go up there all the time and just love that experience of of being close to the mountains I, for me i'm a mountain guy i think people are either land or water but i'm a mountain guy yeah. um so uh, just to round out the list i've got you know, I'll just throw out this one. It's a wild card, and a lot of people haven't heard of it, but the Royal Botanic Gardens of Candy, with a K, is up in the hills, uh, the mountains of Sri Lanka. Wow. And it, oh. it is uh, like 300 years old. You see trees that were planted by Queen Victoria, and there are these massive trees. And you get this historical context, like this, this land has been cultivated as a botanic gardens for not a couple of decades, but for hundreds of years. And it's a breathtaking country. They got a bad rap with the Civil War back in the 80s and 90s. Um, the, it's just a spectacular island. And you would pair it with the Maldives because they're real close by. But Sri Lanka is one of those places that I think your kids would love it. And um, mm -hmm. another lovely, just, un, you know, for, for places, if you want to get off the beaten track, that's a, that's a great place to go. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Question. Yeah. Hold, hold on yeah. one second. I, I want to shift gears back to because I have a question just popped into my head regarding um, your uh, your safety scores. Yeah. Um. That's curated uh, through analytics, and it's curated through kind of you know a human touch. Have you yep. have you tried considering? I mean, I don't know because this is the first thing that popped into my head. But like, would you link that into Travelocity or Orbits or oh. or those types of places or, or you know like or or get it on Google because it's such valuable information and it's so hard to find that curated stuff. I I am uh, you're reading my mind because that's in my business plan to to put in what we call an API but make it digestible to other companies because I haven't seen this information out there right. and I think one of those companies. I don't know why they wouldn't want this information because, you know, the, the, and by the way, I, I didn't know, where, I didn't know where you were going the question. So I popped up the app, but you know, there are a whole bunch of countries that score a hundred, the Cayman islands, wow. Greenland. Um, you know, you just, there's a list, but they're closed. <laughs> they're closed because they did a good job and the rest of the world did a bad job with COVID-19, right? You know, Greenland's done a fa fabulous job, but, but to your point, Eric, I think that, and, and I, I really believe this, that travelers are, a, a, as, as a group, we thrive off information. We want to know where we're going and we learn. And when we, you know, gain the confidence to travel again, I think that we're going to see this increase in international and domestic travel that will really bring the industry back long before we have a vaccine. That's at least my goal, my mission. And I hope if they're listening, any of those companies uh, I'd entertain the conversation because I think this is how we will all travel again. And I said it earlier, rising tide lifts all boats. It's incredible. Eric, I want to ask a question. Go Peter, what are right now the worst places that anybody can be? Yeah. And that includes the U.S., that includes worldwide. What's a place where 
not really high on the Dragon Slayer list. Yeah, that, but th that are open, right? So you can, yeah. Yeah. like, I mean, for, for, you know, if you're in Connecticut or New Jersey or New York, people can't, there's 31, if you live in one of 31 states, not Colorado, fortunately, you can't go to New York without quarantining for 14 days, right? So right. there are places you can go, like Hong Kong, that you just can't, um, you know, get out of your hotel room for 14 days. So I don't recommend those. Um, that's pretty miserable for to spend two weeks in a in any hotel anywhere, mm -hmm. but places that are are really being hit hard that wouldn't be a very good travel experience. I hate to say Puerto Rico is going to be just not a fun place to go because mm -hmm. uh, or the Bahamas, same thing. They've uh, no inner island travel. They've really? locked it down. Yeah, you got to keep. It. A lot of people are dreaming of going to Hawaii on the uh, over the holidays, but they are not being. Um, they're not disciplined and and they've closed down inner island travel so if you went you'd have to go to Kauai and stay in Kauai. but even then you know they're going to be all kinds of restrictions and tests i hope that what they do all of these countries and states um is they start really practicing the the social distancing in the mass but also they start testing people who come as visitors I think that's going to be the gold the standard. Yeah. Yep. They got the rapid test from Abbott just announced last week. You mm -hmm. know, they have a 15 minute test now. It's not as reliable as the swab test that takes three or four or five days, but mm -hmm. you get an answer in 15 days. Imagine we could go to a baseball 15 game. Minutes. 15 minutes. football game. Yeah. All right. 15 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. what is, where's the safest place to go now? Uh, safest place to go is Connecticut. That you're allowed to um, go. That you're allowed to oh, go. Oh, uh, country-wise. Yeah, country or state, or state wise. So Aruba is. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Aruba. You can go to Antigua. Antigua is very high on the list. Um, I don't want to give the whole list away. You got to download the app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody download right. Dragon Slayer app. Absolutely. I'm going to do it yeah. as soon as we're done with this. Michael, Michael's yeah. obsessed with these types of like. Yeah. Like I'm, a, I'm, travel. A I'm a scared traveler. As personally speaking, I'm a very scared traveler. Uh, I'm scared of. I hate flying. I fly before yeah. COVID was happening. Eric, my mom, and I were on a plane every three to four weeks. Um, so we really, like, you just, you just get used to it. I don't like the idea of being 35,000 feet in the air with two guys that you've never met that are taking you where you have to go yeah. on a plane that you, I don't even know how it works, you know? So that's, that's my own fear. But I am yeah. fascinated by this. We, have, we go to Orlando a lot. Our children are absolutely obsessed with Disney. And plus, Disney's <laughs> very good with allergies. Um, That'd also be something that you might want to add to the app. I would never tell you how to run Good your business because I think it's amazing, but yeah. something about allergies, uh, allergy related, you know, restaurants, um, you know, cause everyone's, everyone's all gluten sensitive. Now everyone's allergic to tree nuts and everything. So that's right. something that you might want to add on eventually. Um, but Disney to us is a kind of like a safe haven because we know that we could eat in any restaurant and our, all four of our children, Eric's two and my two can eat anything there knowing that there won't be any cross contamination. Um, but where, yeah, where what's Orlando on the list? Yeah, that's that's, your, that's where I was going with it. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's the bubble, right? The NBA's down there, and the, right. the, I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself, but they have a daily testing regimen, and because they're right. doing a daily test, they can play basketball. And you haven't heard of any, you know, guys getting COVID down there because they're being disciplined. They're using right. testing, so we can reopen places like Disney. And I think that um, it, it, so I'm, I'm going to waffle a little bit. I, I don't necessarily recommend Florida because um, it, it, it's just 
part of, I don't know if it's cultural or what, but like New Yorkers, you tell them to wear a mask, they'll wear a mask. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and, and for the most part in Colorado, we're pretty good here and we've kind of knocked it down. But there's some places that it's, it's gotten kind of wacky. But if there's places like Orlando that they just say, hey, look, you're going to get tested before you come to the park the night before, we'll let you know in the morning and then you can go to the park and you know everyone has been tested right. and you're in a park where you're in a bubble. I, right. I love this right. concept of the bubble. Do you have anything with gambling on the app? My family and I, Eric, my family and I are huge gamblers and we've been to the Monte Carlo in Vegas, number one, but in the Monte Carlo in the south of France, um, that big, I forgot what it was called, but my mom and dad have played there. Um, is there any like gambling excursions, expeditions? Uh, not right now. Um, we didn't necessarily focus on that, but mm -hmm. I, I'll put it on the list because I've been to Monte Carlo and I know the, I can't, the name slips God. my mind, that old hotel yes. with the classic, like James Bond. You walk you gotta in. Make, and, you uh, got to make a high roller package. Yeah. yeah. Like a, you know, VIP like high roller package. VIP high idea. roller package. Yeah. And, uh, you know, be treated like a high roller. I, I do want to say, um, and this is a shout out to, because we were a travel company first and foremost as 1.0. We really want to help our fellow travel agents. And what I want them to know is, for now, I am focused on the technology to help them book travel. And we will be bringing this kind of content that you guys are suggesting to them so they can bring it. I, I've, I've learned that it's hard as one voice to get these kind of destinations. It's, it's hard to find travelers and travelers to find someone like Dragon Slayer, how we originally uh, envisioned it. But I can scale myself a lot more through my fellow travel uh, advisors and agents. And that's really, that's who I'm feeling for. There's 200 of thousand of them. And, you know, you think, uh, you know, people who are in the restaurant business are having a tough time. Boy, go talk to a travel agent. And, no, we're, and we're directly, we're, we're directly, there. We're, we're, we're directly there. affected. Yeah. 100%. Do you have approved vendors in each city? Uh, like does a concierge say, okay, this is the hotel you have to stay at in London. This is the airline that you should be flying on. And d does the concierge book everything or does the person book it? Like through the app, so, how, how does that work? Yeah, in, in, in the original version, we did all that and we didn't have a set list. We would listen to what clients wanted. And I think most travel agents do it that way. What we're finding now is a lot of destinations, not domestic here in the US, but a lot of destinations internationally have an approved list of resorts or hotels. Hmm. And same thing with restaurants. And so what they've done is they've, they've set a bar of cleanliness and discipline with masks and everything else that allows people again to gain confidence to go travel again we have that in the app we have that in the app and it's really designed primarily to help people uh, again i'm talking mostly to the travel agents now to know which resorts are open in the maldives and oh by the way just this morning it was announced that the maldives now allows you to do multi-resort trips so up until literally yesterday, you couldn't leave your resort. You had to fly in, fly to your resort, stay in your overwater bungalow and have great experience, but you couldn't leave and go to a different resort and experience a different part of the Maldives. That's changed. We have that updated automatically in the app um, and we can have, uh, we didn't talk about this, but we have push notifications. So if people want to be yeah. notified, you're watching a particular destination and you want those updates like That's on great. Florida, 
or the Bahamas, we push that to you. That's incredible. No, I mean, I think this is so valuable to the travel community and it's so valuable to the traveling public. Um, you, you guys are doing a real service to everybody. Thank you. And, um, What's the very, end very game? Cool. What's the end game for you? Do you want to take the company public? Do you want to be the number one travel site on on all every phone in the world? Right. What's your end game? Um, well, I'm a uh, I'm a capitalist, so making money is not a bad idea. But uh, it, it's an interesting statistic. Something like ninety five percent of companies that go public IPO do so without the founder as the CEO. I mean, it, you know, the, 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 the venture capital community brings in the pros, you know, you just get nudged out. And um, I know you can't tell by the, the lights, but I'm not the youngest guy out there. So I, I would love to have um, a, a run and work with some of these big travel companies who are trying to figure out what the post-COVID travel world looks like. And, you know, maybe sell to one of them or you know, right now I see this as being, I'm having a ball just because I see a path to really helping the industry. And we're getting some good PR. Thank you guys for having me on, by the way. Yeah, I really appreciate pleasure. this. Our pleasure. And for um, coming on. I, I'm just trying to get the word out. I'm just trying to get the word out that you can travel and it's safer to go to, you know, this is one of the things that Eric and I talked about before. It may be safer to go to Bermuda than the grocery store. And I, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but actually, it, it actually is true. That's crazy. And, yeah. and that's why your app is valuable, because putting yeah. those things into perspective uh, can, can help people make informed decisions. So yeah, that's wonderful. So. Everybody, I think that pretty much wraps it up, right, Mike? Yeah, uh, Peter, where can so anyone can download the app, right? It's on... well, it's, so just to uh, reiterate, we, yeah. we're on Google Play. Okay. So if you have an Android, um, just a little hiccup with our friends at Apple, but we're, we'll get through that. We're going to have uh, the web version, meaning it's a website that you can go to and use this. It's going to be more visually appealing anyway. Um, that's going to be available. And of course, you can run it on your, your iPhone as well. But that'll be available in two weeks. So is, uh, um, hit our website. Is there a feat associated with it? Yeah, we have a 14-day um, a free trial. So if it's not for you, um, but we do have um, some costs to cover, and, and uh, it's been, a, it's been a, a rough go. So it's, it's about the cost of a really tall latte at uh, – or I shouldn't say tall. I always use that wrong. A vente latte. Vente. Sorry, tall is small. Um, it's a vente latte. It's, it's $9.99 a month. That's, that's incredible. A vente yeah. is $9.99? Jesus Christ. I don't know, but if you put all the Probably stuff is. in it, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. I, I looked it up because I didn't want to use the analogy incorrectly. And I looked Peter, it up. You got to put the syrup in them. As a traveler, Eric and I are certainly going to be downloading this immediately. Um, we're going to be following its protocol. We, our kids want to go away, you know, our wives yeah, no, want, listen, to we want to, we want to go traveling away. feeds your soul. And I think it's, it's, it's perfect timing for this app to come out to help people make informed decisions. And, uh, we thank you for that. Everybody, everyone like, download dragon slayer. Forget about liking, subscribing, you like, subscribe, do. comment, and share Oaken bros and um, download dragon slayer. That's the coolest yeah, app. Visit. I think it's dragonslayertravel.com, right? Dragonslayertravel.com. Everybody be good. Peace out. And Peter, hang <clears> on one second. Yeah. Hang out one second. Don't off. leave. Later guys.